You're listening to The Bridge Loud in Chicago on QRock 100.7 FM and online worldwide via thebridgechicago.com. Hey, this is Jed Brewer. Here's tonight's question. I've lost somebody and I feel so alone. What do I do? Let's get into it.
Loud. We are with you here on The Bridge Loud. My name is Matt King, and I'm joined by the founder of Mission USA, Glenn Fitzgerald. Let's do this. Also joined by the producer of the show, the man who puts music together, Jed Brewer. Greetings. We are answering a question that came into TheBridgeLoud at gmail.com, where you're welcome to write in your questions. This week's question says, I've lost somebody, and I feel so alone. What do I do? And Glenn, where do we start off? Well, first and foremost, we are sorry for your loss. I mean, it's... Um, at times like this, when, whenever you see someone who's grieving, they're hurting, and you want to say something to it, the, the, the tough part is you hear yourself speaking in cliches, and yeah. you, you don't want to do that. And if, for, for us, uh, trying to talk to you people who are listening to this, we want you to know that we care about you, we love you, that you deserve to have that love, uh, that we are with you in that, that we're ready to roll up our sleeves and go to work on trying to deal with this thing. But we want to start there to let you know that we have that care and that concern, and we, we don't want to just give you the platitudes on that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, as you say, there's the speaking in cliches. I think one of the other things we all might catch ourselves doing when someone um, is coming to us talking about uh, something that happened to them that they're grieving is that idea of wanting to jump in and fix it. And you might hear from a religious person, well, they're in heaven. The, the back end of that being the implied, so, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Stop being sad. You're yeah, bumming us all out. Yeah, don't feel your feelings. Yeah, if you could just stop feeling your feelings at me, that would be great. <laughs> so obviously we don't want to do that, and everyone on this show has lost people who are important to us. We know that that's, that's a tough thing. It's not a simple thing. But Jed, uh, Glenn mentions a very, how important that kind of having some folks to sympathize with you, even if that's yeah. online, if that's in a, a distant community like that. But then there is the we need to do something. Yeah. But how do we make sure we've really done enough of the acknowledging the feelings to get to the point where we can do something great question great question um you you feel how you feel and you deserve to feel how you feel Uh, it's it's your right as a human being to feel the way that you feel so we want to be clear don't let anybody shortcut that process Um, there's a lot of in times like these there tend to be a lot of well-meaning friends and family members who want to give you platitudes and god moves in mysterious ways whatnot and a lot of that boils down to stop feeling how you feel, and we want to cancel that. You, you know, you feel how you feel. That's okay. That's that's it's right for you to to want to work through your emotions. Uh, what you need right now is not easy answers, because there aren't any. If we're going to be clear about that, what what you need and what you deserve is for people to be in your corner, to have your back, which we do on this show. For people to love you and care about you, and um, we all grew up in the South. When someone passes away, you deserve for people to bring you baked goods. Because uh, that's part of how we process grief. Casseroles on casseroles on casseroles. If you will, this is for real. If you'll send us your address, we will send you a tray of brownies. Uh, for real. So absolutely, you will have bridge. Not, lab. not that we baked. Don't worry about that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but you will have bridge lab ba- uh, brownies from us because we love you. Because we're praying for you and because we've got your back. But we also want you to have people there in your day to day life in person that are able to be a support to you too. We'd love to help you find whether that's a church community or twelve step community or, or whatever else. We'd love to help you find that. But as Matt rightly points out, there are some actions that we need to take so that we can work through these feelings in a healthy way. Um, you ended your question by asking, "What do I do?" and that's that's exactly what we want to dig in with the rest of the show is what do we do about all this? Indeed we will. We come back right here on The Bridge Loud.
Loud. We're back with you here on The Bridge Loud. My name is Matt King, and I'm joined by the founder of Mission USA, Glenn Fitzgerald. I think the American Psychiatric Association needs to get on the medicinal value of brownies. Oh, yeah. We need studies on this. Absolutely. If if I need a volunteer, I'm willing. If anybody out there wants to prescribe Glenn some brownies... He'd be willing to check that out. Also joining us here the show, Jed Brewer. I think we all know the most effective brownie-based treatment, caramel brownies. There you go. Well, that's 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 the extra dosage. Yeah. That's what that is. We are continuing to answer questions that came to the bridge loud at gmail.com. This week's question says, I've lost somebody and I feel so alone. What do I do? So I'm glad we in that first segment. That's how we got to the brownies. We talked about it. it is important to deal with those feelings. That yeah. uh, That's not wrong. Grief is not a bad thing. It's not in case something's wrong. That's how it makes sense to feel when you lose someone close to you. But as we move into that to the second half of the question that I've heard asked, what do I do? How do we start looking at some actions that are actually going to help us move our life along? Well, I think first and foremost, there is a lot of emotion happening at once. That's what happens when we're grieving, when we're feeling that pain. Is it's just it, it, it's and they're all kind of tangled in and intertwined with each other. It's like a hair clog in a sink where it's all just you know. And you're tr- it's like trying to pull out one individual hair at a time to unclog it. It, it takes time. It takes work. And it's, and it's a complicated uh, process. So we have to deal with that to get a kind of a clogged emotional uh, situation there. And the second thing we want to look at are just the practical realities of, you know, there are physical problems to solve. You know, if, if someone has passed away, then we need to take care of their possessions and take care of their funeral or whatever that is. If it's, you know, something where uh, a friend of mine moves away and lives in another town, well, he was helping me with this, I need to find somebody else to help me with that. Whatever those things are, so that uh, there's the emotional side of that and there's the practical side. We need to keep an eye on both of those. I think that's absolutely right. And, Jed, there are some uh, key points that dealing with both of those have in common, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. What we're trying to do here is we're trying to move forward and get into a place, in, in a big-picture sense, of acceptance. Um, that we, this person that we love has passed on, but that our life continues. Um, and that's a weird thing to come to terms with. And as Glenn is pointing out, there's kind of two sides to it. There's the emotional side to it, and there's kind of the practical reality side to it. And those are separate, but they, they work together. I'll give you an example of what I mean. Uh, right now, uh, you're listening to this on Easter weekend. And if you suppose that maybe Grandma passed away and you always went to Grandma's house for Easter dinner, um, well, we're not going to be doing that specific thing anymore. But one of the things that we need to plan out is where are we going to go to, for Easter dinner? Because what's not a good idea is to just go nowhere for Easter dinner and just just sit and feel miserable and sad. That, that's actually not a good idea. So we want to, to recognize my life does go on. Grandma would want me to have a place to spend Easter dinner. She, she would want that for me. So one of the ways that I honor her memory is by figuring out what am I going to do instead of what I used to do? Um, how am I going to make that a good and right and positive and constructive thing? And that how question, that's what we want to look at as we move forward. A great example. We'll look at that deeper when we come back right here on The Bridge Loud.
We're back to you here on The Bridge Lab. My name is Matt King. Once again, I'm joined by the founder of Mission USA, Glenn Fitzgerald. This just in, it turns out some people put unlicensed pharmaceuticals into their brownies. What? And uh, here's the thing. Uh, no judgments on that, but I think you need to really recognize the brownie is sort of uh, an end in and of itself. No doubt. Yeah, that, that would really color the, the brownie bit we did in the, the previous segment there. If only we'd known that at the time. Also joining us, producer of the show, Jed Brewer. Don't, don't ruin brownies. That's don't, what I'm don't saying. Don't try to improve them. Yeah. Don't try and kick them up a notch. Yeah. Right, right. Brownies are good on their own, people. That's what you don't. You've flown too close to the sun with wings made of brownies. Yeah, there you go. I, that's, that's the Wisconsin version of that particular <laughs> particular favor. We're going to answer a question that came to the bridge loud at gmail.com. This week's question says, I've lost somebody and I feel so alone. What do I do? So, Glenn, we, we learned that last segment about there. We're going to need to navigate a lot of feelings that are happening at once, but there's also, uh, even though it feels like life stops when we lose someone, it actually very much does not. There's still bills to pay. There's still things to figure out. There's still uh, life to lead. So when we start looking at some practicalities of dealing with all that at once, how do we start that? Well, I, we're talking about grieving fundamentally, and the thing with grieving is uh, – uh, it's a process of trying to figure out how do I feel about this thing so that I can set it aside. Yeah. It turns out to be very difficult to set aside a feeling that you don't understand, you're sort of confused about, and it's just tangled up in all these other emotions. It's important to pull it out and say, I'm angry that this happened. I'm frustrated this happens. I, I have regret that I wasn't going to be able to deal with this situation. And I wish I could have this opportunity back. All those things may be negative, uh, but it's a positive process to work out and identify this is how I feel, and I can put that in a box. And Mm -hmm. and, And then as I move forward, I decide how do I deal with the regret, how do I deal with the anger, how do I deal with the frustration. But if I don't put it in the box and it's just tangled up, I'm going to end up wallowing, and that's what you really don't want to do here. I think it's a great point, and Jed, once we, uh, to use Glenn's term there, which is actually a term for counseling, of kind of taking this, this grief to put it in a box, what do we do from then on? I think we want to recognize that this is a process. This is not a one-time thing where we, we go to the funeral and we cry super hard, and now we have grieved it, and now we, and now we move on. It's recognized that for most of us, most of the time, this is a process, uh, counselors refer to grief work. And it's actually, in a sense, it's similar to working out, where uh, every day or every other day, but regularly, we're opening the box so we keep this grief in. We're getting it out. We're looking at it, thinking about it, feeling through it for a time. Not all day, but for a time. Maybe that's five minutes. Maybe that's 30 minutes. But at the end of that time, we're putting that grief back in the box. We're putting that box back on the shelf. We know we'll get it back out tomorrow or again soon. But now for today, we're moving on with the rest of our life, and we're living the life that's here before us. And embracing that process is going to let us in a healthy way get to that acceptance we need to move on. Absolutely right. And if that sounds like a process you you need to get engaged in, but you just feel like that's beyond what you feel like you can start to figure out right now, it really helps to talk to somebody. That could be a pastor. That could be a counselor. If you feel like that's something you, you might like to check out but don't know where to start, you can email us, thebridgeloud at gmail.com, and we will help you get started and find someone in your area. And we will be back right here on The Bridge Loud. You are not a man that you change your mind. This is not a plan where someday I'll find that you've given up. Run out of love, run out of patience with myself. You made a 
that you've paid You're moving on to someone else Oh, oh. You chose me, you chased me Here on the Bridge Loud, my name is Matt King. Once again, I'm joined by the founder of Mission USA, Glenn Fitzgerald. Look, I'm prepared to say this as a bold stance. The best brownies are the edge brownies. 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're going we're gonna to get letters. Some enterprising individual, and this is true, developed a brownie pan that's like a maze, so they're all edge brownies. Yeah. 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 That person needs to have a Nobel Prize. Nobel Prize for brownies. Also joining us, producer of the show, Jed Brewer. If you're going to have brownies a la mode, which you should, as is right and just, hello, it's got to be an edge brownie. That's what I'm it's, talking it's about. Just, it's just structurally important. Come on. Whenever I go to a restaurant that offers brownies a la mode, I insist on crossing it out on the menu and writing brownies with ice cream. Because this <laughs> right. is America. That's right. We actually a question that came to the bridge loud at gmail.com. This week's question says, I've lost somebody and I feel so alone. What do I do? Now, we have mentioned the healing power of the brownie. And again, if you're going through something hard and you would like some brownies, you can email us at bridgeloud at gmail.com. We'll send them to you. That's not a joke. Uh, we're not sure if we'll be able to include all the fixings because mm. we don't know how well that'll ship, but we know that brownies are best served with little secret sauce. The secret sauce. So, so Glenn, in our day job, uh, we're working with folks who are in jail, folks who are coming out of long-term addiction, and these are people who have lost a lot, both yeah. in terms of stuff and people. So I think there's a lot to learn from looking at pe- what we tell people who are in that extreme a situation. Yes. So where do you tell them to get started on this? Well, I think it's easy when we're feeling a, a sort of a self-pity on things, and, and all of us get into that when we're talking about grieving. I mean, it just sort of goes together. Uh, but when we get into that mode, we start telling ourselves a story that we're alone in that, that, that no one it cares about it the way we care about it. No one feels the kind of pain that we feel. But the truth is, God mourns with you. You're not alone in that. God cares about that. We care about it. You know, the, in fact, God tells us to mourn with people who mourn. So we're, we're, we're meant to draw together. The, the, ter- the circle is meant to tighten rather than uh, when one person leaves, there's less uh, uh, of that tightness and that, that, that closeness. So it's about recognizing that God is there for you in this moment. I think that's absolutely right. To, to me, what illustrates exactly what Glenn's talking about there is one of kind of the most powerful little simple scenes if you read through uh, the New Testament. You may have, if you've ever been around church stuff, you probably heard about the story of Lazarus, who's a guy who's dead, and Jesus raises him uh, from the dead, which is obviously an amazing thing. But the part right before that is Jesus shows up at all. Uh, Lazarus' family is is torn up. They're they're weeping. Uh, they're they're accusing Jesus of not doing enough to stop this. And now, in a moment, we can all be thankful that I am not the Lord. Uh, I would have been a little peeved about that and told him what for. Uh, the Bible says that Jesus wept with them, exactly as Glenn said. And this is a dude, he knew he was going to raise from the dead. And he still said, I'm not trying to cancel out your feelings. I'm not trying to tell you not to do this. Feel how you feel. That's fine. Now, as Glenn mentions, there's life on the other side of this. Again, we've all been through loss. And the, the one of the kind of most deep lies about that is life is over now. Life is different now. And we don't, we don't want to skip over mourning that part. But it's not over. There's a good life ahead of, ahead for you. We want that for you. God wants that for you. We'll see you next week right here on The Bridge Loud. All right, that's our show. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you back here next week on The Bridge Loud. And let us know, are you ready to join the Bridge Loud tribe? We know you've got talents. Maybe you can scream or play the guitar or make a super cool graphic. Love it. Reach out to us at thebridgeloud at gmail.com and tell us what you do. We want your talents and gifts as a part of the Bridge Loud, so don't be shy. Let us know, thebridgeloud at gmail.com. We love you, God loves you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Where's my son?